8.48 nearly. Let's get up close with Zhang Huang, independent legal researcher with LawQuant LLC. As we look at how to control, effectively, freedom of speech and action here in South Korea, I throw action in because it's not just about speech, and that's maybe where it becomes a slightly more grey area. Good morning to you. Morning, Alex. Um, so just to recap, a number of lawmakers from the ruling Democratic Party are sponsoring an amendment to the Inter-Korean Exchange and Cooperation Act that would regulate balloon-borne leaflets flown up or floated up to the north by private citizens. The proposed amendment would require prior, approval, prior approval by the Unification Ministry and that if it would be violated, it could be a prison term of up to three years, a fine of up to 30 million won, but is that a reasonable restriction? What do you think? Well, that's what we're about to find out. And uh, I guess all I can say is a very nuanced issue. It is. I mean, certainly when it comes to freedom of speech, it's already a sl- slightly grey area because of the National Security Act here. You can't just go around praising Chairman Kim Jong-un. Well, before, I guess, you couldn't go around <laughs> praising Chairman Kim Jong-un. Maybe these days you can praise him for... Uh, uh, engaging in dialogue. Or if you're a president of the United States, you can say that you're in love with the gay uh, chairman Kim Jong-un, Apparently which was so. one of the surreal moments in the past week. But what's the amendment exactly being proposed now? Well, it's, it's actually a long-time idea that was has been always been embraced by the Minjoo Party, as well as President Moon Jae-in himself. I mean, he said it once an amendment like this. And I, I guess, you know, it, it look, looks like it's time to show, it, it, the amendment is time to show to North Korea that South Korea is actually taking well, you know, one of the many concerns that North Korea has. And North Korea has raised its displeasure with these balloons being sent up to North Korea many times. I guess the last time that this really got to kind of on a dangerous level was in 2014 when the North Korea actually shot their you know, anti-aircraft uh, guns on these balloons and some of the bullets landed on South, uh, South Korean side. So that actually got a little, uh, a little tense and as well as it put actually the, at that time Park Geun-hye administration in a kind of a bind thinking about how to regulate the, the, these balloons. So could the Blue House and, and the ruling party face some blowback? Oh, of course. I mean, uh, with this amendment, the conservative uh, the newspapers are already you know, going on an offensive. Sort of, you know, the, the, uh, the criticism is sort of the two-pronged uh, approach. One is that it's actually uh, suppressing freedom of speech. Uh, Korean courts have already said that this is an, uh, one, one form of uh, the exercise of speech, as well as criticizing in, in a long you know, series of criticisms that already exist that the current Moon administration is too appeasing to North Korea. And I think, you know, those arguments to certain segments of the population will have, will have some legs. People give me leaflets all the time, on a daily basis, sometimes advertising <laughs> some gym somewhere, sometimes um, teaching me about um, some alternative form of Christianity or something along those lines. That's right. And, yeah. and we kind of just have to accept that as part of a free society. But when it comes to North Korea, it seems different. Is sending leaflets by balloon an exercise of free speech? Yeah, I mean, you could argue that, you know, there might be some other ways to get get through to North Korea and whether the balloons are actually, you know, I think it's a debatable point, although at least on a legal point, it is kind of a mood issue because there are a number of Korean court decisions that have defined these acts as uh, exercise of freedom of speech, except also there is uh, the, the, uh, the Supreme Court decision that does say that although this is an exercise of speech, 
the government can regulate these uh, activities because you know, in cases where people's safety or their property protection are concerned. And you know, that was exactly the issue that was raised in 2014 when North Korean uh, military started shooting at these balloons. Honestly, while I would have sympathy for, for example, some of the North Korean defectors who feel you know, they really want to enlighten their, their course, mm-hmm. fellow compatriots still in the North, clearly sending balloons is not just speech. It's an action. It it's, goes beyond the online and verbal medium. And it's not just giving information to North Korea, although that, that, that would be still one of the sensitive things that North Koreans feel about. They also, you know, in many of these leaflets, they actually intentionally put many of the kind of harsh language uh, directed at the, Kim, at the ruling Kim family in North Korea. And I think that's one of the issues that, that the North, make North Koreans very sensitive about these balloons. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that, you know, back in 2014 already, you know, there was a lot of concern about, you know, how effective this balloon campaign is and whether the people who are sending these balloons or were really doing this as a you know, most effective means of getting information into North Korea or just these are just publicity stunts. And there are some you know, data from that incident back in 2014 when you know, liberals were not in charge in South Korea to suggest that you know, yeah, this might not be the most effective way of going about doing things for North Korea. And we do have to weigh free speech anyway against national security concerns, even if there might be some valid worries about the implications of the nature of the National Security Act here. This is a unique situation. Oh, definitely, yes. And so we have the border in place. We have our strict military service rules. We've got a whole number of rules that we can't really compare with, say, the United States or or some other so-called free countries. Where do we weigh that up, though, um, in terms of the, the, the sort of balanced trade-off that would make people feel comfortable? I think that's what it makes this such a nuanced issue. I mean, one, it is one thing to say that, yeah, I mean, North Koreans are going to, again, shoot at these balloons, endangering people's property and safety, that, you know, we need to have these regulations. But, I mean, to be tr- truthful about it, that's not exactly the motivation that the Moon Administration is coming from. The idea, basically, the underlying idea is the Moon Administration feels like, you know, the, the private citizens shouldn't do this. This is uh, really doesn't serve any, you know, big overarching goal of changing North Korea. You know, it should be up to the government to actually you know, continue with these talks with North Korea and they will really open up North Korea and get information to North Koreans. Whereas these private citizens are saying, hey, I'm doing my part. I'm exercising my free speech. And, you know, Moon administration, you shouldn't be appeasing North Korea too much. And I think, you know, this free speech as well as appeasing North Korea does, uh, you know, touch some, you know, uh, the raw nerves here in South Korea. But it still leaves us with the question of what they can do. Protesters, if they wish to, can apparently stand outside Seoul's defense ministry and hold up big signs of Donald Trump or Kim Jong-un or anyone else, and they can uh, call for the U.S. and South Korea to directly attack North Korea. They can do that, and Absolutely. they do do that regularly. But what they want to do is they want to uh, you know, sort of broaden their zone of free speech towards North Koreans. And in that, in that sense, too, you know, there might be other effective means, too. I mean, you know, these balloons do not really go, you know, basically it's up to the uh, winds to blow up to North Korea. And we don't really know how far to North that, that they blow. From 2014, a study found that more than half actually just blow, or half of the balloons were just 
just blown back to South Korea. And also, you know, there are people who are able to, you know, communicate with North Korea from like Chinese brokers and so forth. So you have to really wonder, are these balloons the best way? I mean, you know, many North Koreans living in South Korea are able to send money through Chinese brokers in in China to their North Korean families. So, you know, efficacy has to be our concern as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the balloons, they do smack a little bit of just trying to upset North Korea. If, If you really want to reach out to the people, there are ways of doing that through USB sticks and smuggling in phones and technology. under the radar. Exactly, and that's why you know, so, so many people kind of question these as publicity stunts. Well, thank you Jung Hwang, great to have you here with us today, our latest Up Close segment. Thank you very much.